Hi, everyone. It's Kate. I just wanted to mention MyPillow.com to you. You know, there's a lot of holidays and weddings and all kinds of things that we buy gifts for. And not to mention us. We buy things for ourselves. This is the best company for bedding. I mean, from everything from dog beds to pillows to sheets to towels to um, to stopping snoring. I mean, get the green pillow, get the blue pillow label from... Um, MyPillow.com. What an amazing company this is. And Mike Lindell is doing a heck of a job trying to inform everybody about the election fraud and actually have the proof there and show the the proof behind election fraud. Also, FrankSpeech.com. It's a censor-free Facebook. Go to MyPillow.com or you can call the number 800-873-1052. And make sure that you are ordering, put in the code Kate, get up to 40% off now. Oh my gosh, you guys, the products are that good. I'm telling you, I was shocked by them. I was seriously shocked. Make sure you support the show, Truth and Radio, Mike Lindell, and you're going to get great products. It's a great threefer. <laughs> Not a twofer, a threefer. Go to MyPillow.com and get up to 40% off right now. Do it. Thanks, you guys. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. We've been tested for patience. Oh, we were negative. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Lived most of my life in the wild country, and you set a code of laws to live by. What laws? I won't be wronged. I won't be insulted. I won't be laid a hand on. I don't do these things to other people, and I require the same from them. But how could you get in? And I believe this. If tomorrow all of us, every single one of us, gets out of bed and says, this is my country and I'm going to do good for it, we'll make the greatest step forward since a pilgrim's foot found Plymouth Rock. Tomorrow, remember, this is my country and I'm going to do good for it. Just might work. We'll never know unless we give it a fair try. love the man the man the myth john wayne um i welcome you to the kate daly show what a show i have for you today Woo! remember do you remember remember i can't even talk remember yesterday do you remember do you remember <laughs> yesterday when i said we'd have some surprise guests boy i was serious about that one so i have uh, dr paul gooch with me uh we have a lot to talk about in this hour you're gonna you're gonna definitely want to tune in for this and then in the next hour g edward griffin Yes, that G. Edward Griffin, creature of, the, of uh, Jekyll Island, uh, exposing the Federal Reserve and so many lies uh, through history, a lifetime of fighting the good fight, will be joining me in the next hour and live. And then we're going to round out the show with a topic we've never done on the show, Flat Earth. Because I'm going to be really upfront about this. This isn't something that I really believe in. And so I actually want to have a conversation. Can you imagine wanting to have a conversation about something uh, you, you don't believe in? Right. <laughs> it's like this new novel idea. Well, I, we're going to have a conversation with Mark Sargent. He wrote the book on Flat Earth. We're going to be talking to him. And um, I'm actually excited to hear what he has to say because I really love a good conversation. I really do. And why can we not ask questions and why can we not engage in this? I, you know, and if you are if you're like, oh, I don't believe in that. Well, let's hear him out. I want to hear him out anyway. Um, uh, just one moment. I want to give you just the cliff notes for today real fast. Um, Trump is off Facebook for two years. I wonder what they're afraid of. Uh, let's see, because they ruled on that. Uh, critical race uh, will not be taught in Utah. I have a feeling they're going to figure a way around it. But so far, so good. They're not going to be able to teach 
that piece of crapola in our schools. Well, that's nice. And then uh, they're calling for Fauci's firing in the Senate. Um, Biden is uh, Biden is actually defending him. And um, we have uh, they're, they're telling us to uh, that we have a drought that we're actually I don't feel that we're in. And I feel it could be solved very easy if we were. And that would be to go underground like we have for the ages. So there's that. I was just listening to the news and, and, and that's the deal there. And um, I want to introduce uh, uh, Dr. Paul Gooch because we're going to have a great conversation about this. And, and you know, so many, well, and I wouldn't say so many, but some of you may have found yourselves in the same situation. And I would just love to know uh, how this uh, came about, the situation we're going to talk about. And I just welcome you. You're awesome. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And um, good friend of mine. And- I love that opening statement. Is by, that by great? <laughs> That's so fun to listen to. I know. I love it. And you know, wait, I have one more from him. I have one more that We're you have to it. listen to. Okay. Okay. It's it. like 20 seconds. Here you go. Well, here's my word. Get the hell off my spread. <laughs> now. <laughs> I think that's so appropriate. <laughs> well, so that's America. So I love we it. we follow the admonition of James Wilson, the original founder. Let's let us ransack the records of history. Can I just tell this oh, teeny story? Please do. I had a before we get dear going, dear sure. friend send this to me yesterday, and it just made my heart cheer. So okay. this is from a little book, um, a little primer called American History Stories. And this is about the American sailors who had gotten conscripted by the British prior to the War of 1812. When they declared the War of 1812, um, these guys that had been impressed into service at once, they almost universally all just refused to work or pull another rope. And uh, and, uh, and this this ship captain says, will you do your duty on this ship? Asked one captain of an American who was suffering under the lash for refusal to work on the ship. Yes, sir, answered the man, with his back still bleeding at every pore. It is my duty to blow up this ship, an enemy to my country, and if I get a chance, I will do it. (laughs) The captain captain looked around in astonishment. I think this man must be an American, he said. No English sailor would talk like that. He's probably crazy, and you should untie him and let him go. Okay, that's is that the best so ever? Perfect. Well, so that's the lead-in because Love that's it. the American spirit that you see that there, great? and that's the American spirit you see, and yeah. you know these little quotes by John Wayne. There's so many quotes like that from yeah. John Wayne. I love them. Anyway, uh, so let's talk. So should we talk about yeah. why I'm here? Yeah, oh, let's well. talk. <clears throat> um, so when this COVID response came around, um, boy, I mean, there's just so many layers of this. But my initial um, my initial response to it as an optometrist, I have a mm-hmm. clinic and I have patients coming in and everything. And, and there's a lot of things they wanted. I mean, there was a, a moment there where they wanted us all to shut down. Oh, and, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, boy, you better only be taking care of emergency things. And, <clears throat> and of course, um, pretty soon they wanted everybody wearing masks and social distancing. And it was so interesting. We to even me had to, lines to tell yeah, us where to stand. Was, and I, I, I miss right. those lines. I just don't know where to stand anymore. I, I, I watch so many of my <laughs> colleagues across the country doing crazy things, right. including, you know, making people drive up and sit and wait in their cars and text them when they could come in when there was oh. nobody else. You know, I mean, just weird stuff they like that. They were making elderly women stand outside yeah. Joanne's fabrics in the heat. That was terrible. Yeah, they were doing all kinds of stuff. And I watched stuff. the forums and I watched some of my compatriots get mad at patients who didn't want to wear masks mm-hmm. and would just... Like I spend my whole life trying to attract people to come into my business, right? And right. and they were chasing people away and putting all kinds of friction up, making the process impossible. 
Um, and so, right, but it's for the safety of everybody, right? I, 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 I get that argument. But part of um, what I took offense to was when I take care of people, I'm like they inculcated in us from the very beginning. When you walk in for a patient encounter, Mm-hmm. You look at the whole person, you look at their mood, their affect, their posture, and then you focus on their head, their face, and their neck. Okay. Before we even start looking at the eyes. Okay. Because for one thing, we're primary care providers, and so we're gatekeepers, you know, I'm like, I'm I'm forever sending people to different specialists because of things I see that are either in or at, around or with yes. the eyes or on their face. I mean, skin cancers and rashes and... And, you know, we, we discover all kinds of things. I mean, the eyes are such a window to not just the soul, but to the health, we say, right? Absolutely. Like, we have some experience with this. Yes, like, we when do. we look at somebody's eyes, sometimes we see all other kinds of things mm-hmm. um, that can be, that can pertain to a person's systemic health. So, I'm going to sit somebody in my chair and they're going to cover most of their face, and I'm supposed to examine them, right? I just, that bothered me <laughs> right, off, right off job? the bat because. Mm-hmm. There's just so much you can tell about a person when you can see their whole face. And um, so I objected partly on those grounds. And then, of course, I didn't want somebody telling me what to do. And I knew, you know, I mean, I deal with a lot of older patients, Mm -hmm. too, and people who have a hard time hearing and our ability to communicate what Mm -hmm. a person needs to do to be healthy and save their eyesight. Like, I don't want any misinterpretations. It's already hard enough to communicate with people as it is. And if they can't hear each other and my patients need to be able to read my lips, a lot of the people, Mm -hmm. that's just a critical part of the communication process. So besides... Those are some good points, Besides all all Mm -hmm. of the friction to getting the clinical data that I need and the Mm -hmm. ability to communicate it, I mean, that's... Um, and that's and, one layer and of the my fact objection. that masks don't do anything for healthy right. people. So there's the huge component, the elephant in the room that healthy people should never be wearing these. Well, and so then yeah. one more thing I noticed, and mm-hmm. I've mentioned this before in my social media posts and maybe even here, but I witness because well, part of what I do has a, a rhythm to it because I get to see people on a cycle of some kind, like every six months or every year, whatever it is. And I have a lot of people that are just coming in on a regular basis like that. So there's a feel to it. Uh And life always has all of its ups and downs. But in 2020, it was, to me, it felt like a despair shift. I don't even know any other way to describe Mm -hmm. it. But all of a sudden, I was seeing far, far more depression and despondency and loneliness and suicide ideation, that kind of stuff. And I'm eye doctor, you know, Wow. 23 years and people are not expressing suicide ideation. Now all of a sudden, 2020, I'm hearing lots of it. That made me extra, extra, extra angry. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I would imagine. And and it's just the COVID response and just the fear and loathing and social disconnectedness. Like I could, I can sense all of that was was really really hard on especially the most vulnerable among us the people who were supposed to be protecting from covid um we created all other kinds of problems for them mm-hmm. right just by by destroying the institutions of civil society and sure. and driving wedges between people and and causing people to be isolated in their homes a lot homes of elderly and, people very you know, very no isolated. more hugging grandkids mm-hmm. and family all that kind of stuff so that really bothered me mm-hmm. um in february the Utah OSHA, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this right, it's under the Department of Labor. Mm-hmm. Two investigators show up in my office mm-hmm. um, because an employee and patient, mm-hmm. or patient, I'm not sure, Probably had one. filed a complaint mm-hmm. that I wouldn't wear a mask, which I didn't. 
Right. I, I would not well, do it. No, not with not, right. not if people need to read your lips more or there's many, many reasons as to why I would say you would not. Anyway, so. that was just my take. I, sure. I was not going to wear a mask. So they interviewed um, some of my staff. They interviewed my partners. And of course, the complaint was about me. And finally, it was my turn to sit down with these two investigators. And um, so we went in my office, shut the door, and mm-hmm. I'm standing within two or three feet away from these two masked faces. And by the way, they were very, very professional mm-hmm. and um, and very kind in the execution of their duties. But mm-hmm. I, I said, I, I, you know, I, you just have to I'm going to start this conversation and you have to know that I'm willing to go to jail over this. Like, I'm not going to just right. knuckle down um, and I'll take it all the way to the mat because that's how strongly I feel about it. And I want you and, uh, to to deliver a message to your boss and to Governor Cox mm. that they are invited mm-hmm. to come to Southern Utah and have greetings and salutations with the back end of one of my mules named Buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I wasn't trying to be a smart aleck this or whatever, so but I but I Paul, yeah. you have no idea, but go ahead. Anyway, I, I just wanted it very clear that they weren't going to get any cooperation out yeah. of me. And so their eyes got kind of big because I'm sure they're not used to being spoken to that way. And um, one We're, of them, one of them asked me, so, so are you ignoring an order uh, from the executive? And I said, well, an no, I'm not, I'm not ignoring an order from the executive. I'm in an open rebellion to it. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, okay, we're going to, so, we have to go to okay, a break. Okay, all right, all right. I'll tell you the rest of the conversation. Oh, we man. Get. You got, well, you know you got to hang out for this one, right? All right, I'll be right back with Dr. Paul Gooch. And uh, I love it. I just, yes, I so want to hear the, the rest of this. We'll be right back. KateDallyRadio.com. Don't go any. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Well, I... the perfect song right now. Uh, that was Eddie Vedder uh, singing I Won't Back Down with the uh, whole audience joining in. I gotta love that. Uh, welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Happy that you're joining me today because what a show, right? Um, I also wanted to mention if you need chiropractic care, I would choose Ford Wagner. We tell everyone this, my husband and I, um, that you know moves here or comes to town and they need care. Um, it's kind of a no-brainer at this point. You just go to Ward Wagner. I mean, I, there's only one name that pops up, and it's Ward. So he is the guy, and he's got all of the equipment you could ever imagine to help whatever case scenario you have. And, by the way, it's only $99 on your initial exam. Um, and uh, I, I'll tell you what, so well worth it. So well worth it. I can't speak highly enough about Ward Wagner. Uh, DixieCairo.com, and I love the name Dixie. DixieCairo.com. Um, and I also wanted to mention, um, uh, you know, if you are in an accident, make sure that uh, that you're going to uh, Auto Body Central. 
ABC. Uh, just think ABC when you get in an accident because you get to choose your provider, but the insurance companies won't tell you that. They'll only give you like a short list of a couple people. Um, but if I were you, I would pick Auto Body Central because they're going to do the best job. They're going to do it the fastest and they're going to make sure your car looks exactly like it did. So there's kind of a no-brainer here. Another no-brainer, stgeorgebodyshop.com. Uh, they're on Sand Hill Drive. stgeorgebodyshop.com in Washington. You can give them a call, 817-0949. Um, make sure you go to uh, both of those and support these local businesses that are amazing. Um, also, Dr. Paul Gooch does an amazing job. You want to give the name of your business? Uh, uh, Southwest Vision. Southwest Vision. And uh, let me just tell you, He's the guy. He's the guy I would go to if you need, uh, if you have any needs uh, with your vision at all. Um, so uh, continue on, please. I cannot wait to hear the right, well, rest we're of telling the story. story. Well, so I really put these guys in a difficult situation. I will yeah. say that. And they handled it really, really well. Okay, good. <laughs> good. That says a lot. Um, That's nice. And I hope I don't get anybody in trouble here. But um, part of, uh, after I said my piece, mm -hmm. um, then they started to empathize with me a little bit and they said, you know, they were indicating how much they hated the fact that they weren't out investigating like real workplace hazards. Right. They were really, uh, since COVID, they were spending all their time chasing these COVID complaints because there's that period of time where the mm -hmm. state was going after all these businesses. Oh up yeah. Now, right? They loved it too. Yeah. And, and they didn't seem too happy about that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, and then one of them says, I hate it too because I don't get to, I haven't got to see my 80 year old grandpa for a whole year. And this is where my heart breaks for this whole thing, mm -hmm. right? Like this is where you really, really touch sure. the, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. the, the righteous anger in me in a way. And so then I just, I, I turned at him and I looked, I says, do you want me to tell you what your 80 year old grandpa tells me when he sits in my exam chair? You know, just using the metaphorical 80 year old grandpa. I mean, a lot of these people were just broken hearted that they were so disconnected from their family and their families and, um, we're, we're quarantining from them and there was just no physical contact. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the despair that I have heard over the past year was related to that. So anyway, I don't That's think really, they knew. I don't I think hope I, people digest uh, that. Right. You, you got a front row seat to that. And yeah. I, you know, and I, you're speaking from experience and I'm glad that you made that point. To him. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just glad people need so, to hear that. And, kind of and stuff. When people would sit in my, I mean, I had lots of patients would come and sit in my chair Sometimes they would ask the older people, you know, can I take off my mask? And I would say, yeah. Then they would just weep because mm. I, I didn't have one on, but I was fine if they took theirs off. I don't care. You can wear it or don't wear it. Mm -hmm. I can do a better job for you if you don't have it on, you know. Yeah, but, I just want to remind people we have an immune system and yeah, there's yeah. no reason why yeah. that should have ever But happened. I had some patients, they just, they wanted to visit. Sure. They wanted a hug. They wanted that kind of, way more than they wanted their eyes checked because mm -hmm. of how isolated they had been. And, uh. That was a real sensitive point for me. Anyway, so what are these guys going to do? And um, they uh, ended up citing me and fining me. Um, I had a citation come uh, not too long after that. And it was easy, right? I, it was like a $1,500 fine. And if I paid it within a certain amount of time and showed that I had um, like ameliorated the situation mm -hmm. or like taken steps to fix the the violation and post my fine where people could see it and yada yada then it would only be 750 bucks and i just said no i'm not doing it <laughs> i'm just not doing it yeah so anyway and you. i don't care where we have to go with it but Good i'm just not um like i don't, I don't recognize 
I don't know if I should say it that way, but I just not having it. Yeah, that's, that's it. actually really brave because most people, when somebody comes down on yeah. them like that, they immediately cower, and right. you didn't. And my, my hat's off to you, Paul. So, especially my cowboy hat I, is I mean, off to you. So. <laughs> and I don't want to be yeah. bothered either, right. right? I just have a job to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be inconvenienced by all of this. I don't. I don't even want notoriety from it. I just want everybody to do the right thing, so I can go to work and take care mm-hmm. of people the way I'm supposed to. Sure. And. Um, <clears throat> I called Larry Myers, who's mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. running for county commission. Sure. And, uh, Boy, I asked sure hope him, he gets it. But anyway, asked, yeah, this is my personal <laughs> personal opinion, not a, just personal opinion. I hope he gets it. Asked him if he wanted to kind of help me with the situation, and mm-hmm. he threw his hat in the ring, and he and I um, just started the process. And the first thing that, that uh, the Department of Labor wanted was an informal hearing. Okay. And that just happened yesterday. Wow. An informal hearing. So there's no judge or anything. Right. It was one of the investigators that came to my office, the state's attorney, and mm-hmm. I, and their like head enforcement officer or something like that. There's three of them, and then Larry and I. And it was a Google Meets meeting. <clears throat> and um, Larry um, cited chapter and verse on some rules that he thought they should use to dismiss my case. Um and I don't really understand what all those were, but, you know, it sounded good and they mm-hmm. seemed to understand. And then Larry wanted me to talk about all the things that I just mentioned earlier about like why I thought it was more harmful than good, did more harm than good to wear a mask mm-hmm. in the performance of my duties. And right. that's easy for me. I know exactly why mm-hmm. um, I can do a better job if, if I don't have a mask on my face. And so I explained all of that. And then... They had just one question for me. Uh, their their lead their lead enforcement guy. Okay. They only had one question to ask me, and it was was my um, ignoring the executive order was it political. And wow, that was an interesting question. So yeah. that kind of got my fire going again. I'm actually surprised by that question. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was just genuine um, curiosity on their part, or if there was something else, or if maybe. Um, like the guy X, who the guy X who asked the question may, maybe he had Z or whatever like, maybe he had know, taken like, offense to the invitation to come meet yeah. my mule I don't know <laughs> I'm not sure know. what it was but I, I would be wondering well if you're asking that question it, you know does this lead us to a different destination point I don't know to me but it just made I, me think about you know odd, what's yeah. well what's mm-hmm. what's politics anyway right, like how right. do you di- how do you divorce politics from the realities of your day to day life. Right. Especially when I think something is very political. Right. So that. And I kind of wonder, like, to me, the the the, whole thing in general to me is very political. Well, to me, the question was, did you do this because you don't like the governor? Right. Ah, yeah. Okay. And I and I had to say, well, wait a minute. It's that's not the right direction to think about it. Like, I don't like the governor. Right. And what you guys are doing because of how it affects my patients. What I see, what I see happening mm-hmm. to my patient population, that's why I'm frustrated that's a good about dis- it. That's a good distinguishing point right. there. Mm-hmm. So if you want to call that political, then heck yes, it's political. But I'm not doing it because I don't like you guys. I just don't like you guys because of what you're doing and how it's right. affecting me and my patients. That's And you have to think about it that way. So I told them that. Right, right. Yeah. And um, two hours later, we got uh, a notice from the state's attorney that they dropped all the charges. and they Wow. Wow. So it's really important. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not here spiking yeah. the football by sure. any stretch of the imagination. But um, if there are people out there that are just having a hard time being brave to stand up, it's it's just easy at this point because I think everybody's looking for a way out of the, the weirdness that's mm, happening. Right. Maybe even they are. Right. Yeah. And so. Were you surprised? Um, I didn't know what to expect, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I don't like I avoid bureaucracy mm-hmm. as much as I can wherever I can. 
I, I just don't. It's it's a language I don't speak. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a language I don't understand. I didn't know what they were going to do. I had no idea. Well, there's bureaucracy, and then there's truth, and the the two can be very opposite of each other a lot right. of times, and sometimes they can be in sync. It just really. Most of the time, to me, my personal opinion is they're they're kind of on different landscapes, and so right. I I think it's just cutting down to the truth, right? And that's what you were wanting to do, and and say what you say your piece. And right. I have to I really respect that because there's a lot of people, like I said, that that they would cower because they would be so afraid of what would right. happen. And um and I certainly can understand where that fear would come from. It's your right. business, you know, things like that. But I love that you just went. I can't, I have to be true to me right. and I can't do that. Sorry. Right. Yeah. That ain't going to yeah. work for me. Yeah. So I, I don't know how many people have just like paid the fine so they could just get on with their yeah. life because they think that it might turn into some big, huge. Right. And and for me, I was willing for that to be the case. Like I was at the point where I was willing. I don't care how big of a problem this causes for mm-hmm. me. I just mmm. like, it's just time to stand my ground right here. Right. Let's take but, a look. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Kate, hi. Hi. I had the opportunity to hear Paul speak mm-hmm. several years ago at, um, it might have been Labor Day Memorial, I don't remember okay. what it was, and he and his wife shared the story of, of her background and how she got to the United States. Mm-hmm. It was very powerful to me, mm-hmm. and I wonder if he would be comfortable just sharing a little bit of that. Okay. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually married for 25 years to uh-huh. a girl who survived Cambodia's killing fields. Right. And um, as a little girl, um, she she was about four years old when the Khmer Rouge sort of um, kind of hit the, the pinnacle of their um, massacre in Cambodia. And mm-hmm. their family was rounded up, um, removed from their home. Their Her father was taken from them at gunpoint and mm-hmm. tortured and killed in a in a political prison over right. there. And then they lived for four years in absolute starvation and privation and saw horrors that I, I mean, just most people who live in this world will never, mm-hmm. ever get to see. I mean, just babies tossed and caught on bayonets and people <sighs> shot and killed in front of them. And, and you got whole, to hear whole this families, whole other side. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But what happens when you have a government overreach? Yeah. And almost for four years, they would eat about a spoonful of rice in a bowl of water once a day. I mean, and, and so barely, it doesn't get, it doesn't get any worse than that. And when that was all over, they ended up in refugee camps in Thailand. And then they came to the United States. The contrast between the way she grew up and the way I grew up was such a, you know, contrast Mm -hmm. reveals Mm -hmm. truth, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's an excellent lesson. It's probably why the caller is calling in on what happens when we give in every step of the way to government overreach, no matter what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, they, their culture, they just don't have live free or die in their DNA and they're very mm-hmm. compliant to, you know, godlike kings and everything. Mm-hmm. So the next the next group comes in and says, this is how life's going to be. And, well, and you yeah. know, and by the time they realize what's happening to them, it's too late. We used to be this way in the 15, 1600s. You know, we passed uh, there was a uh, declaration of independence passed, but it was more or less acknowledging that a king gets to rule us. It's just that if he's bad, we get to say something about it. And then we <laughs> and then we got to the our declaration of independence where right. it was like, no, we we get to rule ourselves. It was a whole different 
type of thinking. And right. so you're right. There are people still steeped in that thinking. Yeah, you know, exactly. A king gets to rule us. We just hope he's a good one. You know, and, that kind and of. And thanks to the caller for that question. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. I'm with Dr. Paul Gooch. And we'll be back in just a moment. Balance of Nature. Show. A lot of great messages in that song, can I just tell you? Right I remember on. playing that years ago. Welcome back to the show. We do have a caller on the line. Uh, wait just a moment. I just wanted to mention, uh, get over to Tropical Pool and Spa. Get your swim spa. Get your Bullfrog hot tub. There's no other. There's no better brand than Bullfrog. So it's the top of the line, going to last forever, offers the most, easiest to operate, fantastic tub. This is the one you want to get. It will fit everyone you want it to fit, all kinds of sizes, and... Uh, they have so many sales going on right now. Tropical Pool and Spa, these are the guys that have been at it for over 40 years. You're going to want their help doing this. Uh, this is going to be amazing. And by the way, uh, the other verse on that song, it's our time to break the rules. It's our time to make amends. It's our time to make a move. I love that. It kind of speaks to me about America, that song. Um, and that is uh, Renegades by Ex Ambassadors. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. I just wanted to thank Dr. Gooch for standing up for liberty yes. and for... You know, we all benefit when someone has that kind of courage to put everything on the line to defend liberty. We all benefit. Amen. And if we had a few more people, not to mention everyone who was willing to stand up for freedom and to fight tyranny, think of what we could accomplish in the, the country that we would live in today. You yes. know, thank you. And if you... You feel the mom- you feel the Thank momentum you. building. I was just sitting mm-hmm. here thinking about it's just like a, a train. If if we wait to slam on the brakes until it's going eighty miles an hour down the track and we're headed for the cliff, you're going to see nothing but sparks coming off the wheels when you mm-hmm. apply the brakes. And we're at the point right now, really, like there's no personal sacrifice on my part. It was no big deal. I'm not a hero. I just stood my ground, um, and I didn't have to pay any kind of a price. Honestly, it just Nothing, nothing, nothing hurt me here, though. Right. I didn't get I I didn't receive the stripes on my back like the story we read earlier. (laughs) Right. right. I didn't have a guy pointing a gun at me saying Mm -hmm. you're dead if you don't comply. None of that's happening. But why don't we keep it there? Why don't we keep it there? Because if we slam on the brakes before the train leaves the station, it's pretty dang easy to put on the brakes. What you just did does keep it there. If people could only That's what I'm saying. So everybody just needs to take a stand while it's still easy Easy, to do it. And then we don't have to have the shedding of blood, right? Right, right. And and we believe in the rule of law. This is not even an anti-government thing. Like, I believe that our liberty is rooted in the rule of law. And it's all this stuff that they're doing that threatens the rule of law. Right. And so as and far as how as far law. as how we conduct ourselves, yeah. just take a stand now while it's easy and there's no blood to, to I shed. agree with that. I know, you know, you, and I know other states have bigger problems. I mean, you hear the stories of the people that are mm-hmm. where the bureaucracies are taking a much harder stance against But you know what them though? And, people are fighting it because the law right? is not on the books. Well, that's right. So they're hoping that people don't notice that. Now, right. this is what makes this different. I mean, right. we're they're they're kind of hoping that you just that people just cave to the we're going to we're going to be the loudest voice in the right. room and not because it's a, it's a law that our legislature passed. Right. Right. And so I love what you did, because like you said, 
anyone could have done that. And let's hope more do, because I actually think more of this is coming. And so can we figure out right now what our stance is right. and what we're going to do? Because right. this would be the way to fight that, exactly. right? And you got to realize... It's not that, anti-government. That it's these... pro-government, good government. <laughs> well, and these bu- bureaucracies <laughs> right. are, there's like just layers and layers of rules and books. Right. And, I mean, so have a lawyer, look through the yeah. code, find the place where, you know. But I just want people to realize that I've never been anti-government, and neither have you. Anti-government's right. a very weird word because yeah. we're pro-good government. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and pro-rule of law. Yes, and so they they weren't sticking to the rule of law, though. This was a problem I saw across right. the country was they were sort of putting forth what they thought was the idea of a law, and then wanted everyone to kowtow to it. But that's not good government. I believe in good government right. with principles like you do. Absolutely. I love that you did that. Absolutely. I really do. There were a lot of good businesses that stood up to this, pork bellies, all kinds of really uh, florists, all kinds of uh, people that stood up and, and were not going to cave to being shut down. Right. Um, and I, I absolutely love to see that. And I think you went the extra mile and I think that needs some recognition. I know you're too humble to accept it, blah, 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 but whatever (laughs) you need to, I I honestly hope people listen to this today and jog this in their memory because we will get medical tyranny again. And what are we going to do? Are a hundred businesses going to, going to, going to take a pact together that they will not close, that they will stay open because it's strength in numbers. And like the caller said, you're giving what you did help so many of us and so many people don't even know they just got helped. Okay. Right. And let's just hope that they are listening so they can understand you just got helped by Dr. Gooch and you don't know it. And you really need to take this in and say to yourself, this is how I'm going to act next time. Well, right? yeah. And just find that American spirit Yeah, what <laughs> and ransack the records of history. Go back and see how, how our founding fathers mm-hmm. saw things and just see how determined they were. And I mean, way, way more. You know, my only regret that I, that I only have one life to give, you know, I mean, that's what you tell a guy that's ready to hang you for, (laughs) (laughs) you know, for, for fighting against your tyranny or whatever. And, and just find that American spirit and stand up while it's much easier. I agree. Don't wait till it gets so hard. Call lines are open. 888-673-1450. We sure would love to hear from you. And, uh, I, I mean, just watching you through this whole thing, I can tell you as his friend that um, there was never a doubt as to how he was going to handle this. And he handled it with class. And then, like you said, the people that came from these organizations, they handled themselves with some class, too. They were trying really hard. And 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 I think that we're all seeing what just happened. So what are we going to do to change that? We have a governor that doesn't adhere to the rule of law. He adheres to whoever speaks in his ear and whoever's telling him which agenda to push forward. And so I worry about that with the next round of this. I truly worry because as fall hits, just mark my words, we're going to see this again. And what are we going to do? Well, if we have a few more brave people stand up, it will lose its steam really fast. We need mayors listening. I know know the mayors listen. We need mayors to understand this because we... And there's some great guys out there. There's a few great county commissioners. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. There's a few amazing, amazing people who are just not having it. I know. And I do hope uh, Larry makes it for county commission. I think he'd be a solid, great voice on the county commission with a seat open right now. I just feel like mayors listening right now. Don't ever sign a whereas statement again. That sounds like a king making a decree. People will not have an ounce of respect for you as a leader if you want to tell them what they're going to do by order of the king. 
Do never, never, never. This is just my words of advice because as I'm in the community, I get to hear these things. Don't you ever sign your name to a whereas statement again, whether it be about masks, medical tyranny, whether it be anything having to do with these businesses, um, people, our rights, shutting down things that have no reason being shut down. Just don't do it. And, this, you know, I just it's a big warning because I'm telling you that you won't have an ounce of re- you'll be run out of the city. I'm pretty sure. And you won't have an ounce of respect left. Can so, I can I just shred. pay Larry a compliment? Yeah. You know, he always just has his heart in the right place and mm-hmm. he's always, always involved trying to make mm-hmm. things better. And um, when we initially had the conversation, I'm just like, man, it's all right and wrong to me. You know, it's just black and white. And yeah. and he and he says, yeah, I know. But like. Larry's a professional and yeah. he is engaged in that realm and I he know. knows exactly the language to sure, use sure. and he knows exactly where to go get that. I can respect you know? that, sure. And I just want to go in there and plant my flag and <laughs> say, know, right? no, no. Right? That's how like, I am too. Yeah. 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 So, and, and so then I'm that. like, all right, Larry, you better be careful not to let me yes. speak to the and judge or whatever. Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree because I will tell you how I feel and sometimes that's not the best way to work. Not, it, right? not in that realm. That's just not and the... The only reason I said that about the mayors too is because as, as I watched all of that unfold over the course of a year, I sat there in a front row seat just thinking, what are they doing? Do they know what they're doing? Now that they've had time, Fauci right. emails came out. Now right. that they know, now that they... Hate to say I told you so since the first week of February, but whatever. Now we're at this point where um, they should have learned big lessons. So let's not repeat them. Let's not right. go to that same corner again. Let's just not. And please. I'm yeah, pleading with them. Let's, let's let everybody yeah. have the opportunity to do the right thing. Right. You know, some of us come to the table earlier, some mm-hmm. later, but I hope we all get there. Oh, me too. Right? Yeah. yeah. I hope we all get there. I do too. A lot of lessons should be learned right now. Do you ever trust somebody that like Fauci, who's been um, pretty much deceiving his whole career? Um, because there's lots of record of it. <clears throat> but are you going to listen again to that? Okay, because this is what I'm seeing today. I'm seeing a lot of people go after Fauci today. No, don't go after Fauci. Fauci made a suggestion. That was it. It was the state's that took it and ran with it. They right. did not have to get into a penalizing mode, a, f- a fining mode, a you will do this or we will shame you or we will threaten you. These kids that have been threatened are now finally after they're being unmasked in different cities because I'm hearing about this behind the scenes. Right. They're going to the police departments. They're, they're actually going in and telling principals and teachers what they think now. There's a lot of pent up frustration from how people were treated and right. how they were shamed and right. everything else. So I just want, I just am hoping that everyone's learned a really big lesson. And you know what? Be angry with your state. Your state is the one that did this. If you'll notice, I'll bet people in South Dakota are not sitting here blaming Fauci right now, even though Fauci's a criminal and I believe he should go to prison. I'm just saying, don't put all your anger there. Put it on the state that deserves it. In South Dakota, they don't have a whole lot of blame to pass around because their state wasn't doing this to them. You know, right? you know who I'm sitting here thinking I would love to hear from? Because it's probably going to be a while before we know the full effects of this. But um, the effect on our children, mm-hmm. I worry about that, too, because that was another vulnerable population and they're in their formative stages to oh, have done this. With hormones. I mean, oh, messing gosh. with hormones, anyway, messing with all kinds so of stuff. So maybe, maybe Dr. Gary Thompson at some point yeah. would have Could to chime back. in again and yeah. say, all right, here's, here's what like this that. is. Yeah sort of caught like this is the effects that we're seeing over right. time because he's a great voice yes he is and I'm, the, I'm i'm for this I, you know me personally um and i'm not speaking for you this is me personally uh-huh. i still fume at the amount of coercion i saw and i 
I still get upset over it. The oh. amount of coercion that t- that took place. Well, me the, too. To condition uh, the, our to condition our youth. Yeah. To be coerced. I'm, I just can't imagine. Uh, there's a lot doing of layers that. to it, and the yeah. you know the hiding of identity and all yes. that stuff. Yes, I cannot imagine doing that. Like there's God, a generation that probably will be forever for affected by how yes. all this happened psychologically, physically, and, and everything else. Yeah. And so we need to make make sure we understand those lessons. Because uh, this is a great moment to learn, yeah. if we can, right? If we can. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. you got about 30 seconds. Go. Yes. First, I'd like to thank uh, you, Paul, for standing mm-hmm. up to be American. You acted like American, not like a lemming. The enemies of freedom depend upon us being lemmings and going along with this. We have no chance if we don't stand up. But I wanted to comment on that term, on American, or excuse me, anti-government. Mm-hmm. We're hearing it everywhere in the media. Yeah. The, the federal government uses the term all the right. time. And a good re- two good responses. No, we're not anti-government. We're anti-un-American government. Mm-hmm. The other one is we're not anti-government. We're anti-tyrannical, criminal, unlawful government. There you go. Yeah, thank yeah. you for that. I'm really glad he voiced that. Yeah, yep, thank you. Yeah, because we get we get put into a box really easily, and I get put into a lot of boxes, and so do you. But we get put into boxes, <laughs> and it's not fun because people don't understand the real meanings. Right. Yeah. Behind those boxes, I've never been anti-government in my life. Yeah, you know, not me either. Yeah, um, but uh, um, I, I do feel that we. Well, can we say why if we didn't have sure. government, we'd have chaos. Yeah. There's no liberty if you're. Well, in do you want to live in Mexico chaos, right? under gang warfare? Because right. that's pretty much what we'd get, right? right? Exactly. So I don't that. choose that. It would be that. Yeah, I would never choose that. I'm actually pro really good limited government because limited government knows its bounds. You know, there's an image that I just love about, I think, um, Americans' constitutional government was uh-huh. maybe the first time in history where you could really employ this image. Usually it is the people mm-hmm. surrounded by its government and the government's guns are pointed at the people, right, mm-hmm. to keep them in line. Mm-hmm. And and um, 1776 was about a government that surrounded its people and had its guns pointing pointed it outward, right. right? I just love that imagery in my yeah. head so much. That's great. That, that's yeah. what that's what good government is. Right? Yeah. The whole idea it's, of it, good government, was to protect our rights that we were given naturally by God, mm-hmm. and we just set up that perimeter yeah. to protect those rights. Yeah. We don't need to be lawed to death. We don't need to be legislated to death. We we actually can choose good behavior. We usually do. Right. Um, but uh, I I just really hope lessons were learned last year because I'll ne- I'll never forget feeling the frustration daily, right. having to speak to these things daily for three hours a day. And just thinking, what are we doing? What are yeah. we doing? What are people doing out there? And there was no excuse for a lot of the behavior that went down. So. By the way, if I can say it, the mm-hmm. Dixie Roundup, they do that imagery sometimes. Like they'll have they? they'll have a bunch of people out in the middle of the arena and then nice they have. Nice yeah. job. It's All good. Right. All right, you guys. Thank you. And, uh, of course, uh, we'll be right back. Uh, I'll be back with G. Edward Griffin. You're not going to want to miss this, of course, uh, on the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Thank you, Dr. Paul. Hey, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. And, of course, uh, hang out with us.